Chapter Four of the Autobiography of a Supertramp by William H. Davies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Four Brum. Brum was a man of an original turn of mind, and his ideas were often at variance with others. For instance, all tramps in America travel on the railroad, whether they walk or take free rides therefore it seems reasonable to infer that the people who live on the outskirts of a town being farthest from the track would be more in sympathy with tramps for they would see and hear less of them but brum laughed at this idea and claimed that his own success was through being of a different mind for said he as all tramps are of that opinion therefore the outskirts are begged too much and the centre of the town too little for instance he continued here is a railroad depot with its restaurant now not one tramp in a hundred would visit such a place for it is on their direct road and they believe that it receives far too many appeals this opinion being so common must prove it to be false however we will test it and see saying which brum boldly entered the restaurant leaving me to wait outside it was a considerable time before he reappeared and i began to think that he was being supplied with a meal on the premises but at last he came carrying in his hand a large paper parcel the place is as good as gold said he for here we have a day's provisions for two take it down the track to that clump of woods said he for the waiter promised that did i bring a jug or can he would supply me with hot coffee i started at once towards the woods with this bag the weight of which proved the presence of either much meat or pudding while brum made his way to a small house near the railroad to see if he could borrow a can it was not long after this when we were seated in the shady green wood with the contents of this parcel before us which were found to consist of a number of chops bread and butter some potatoes and cake these with a quart or more of good hot coffee made such a meal as a working-man could only reasonably expect once a week the day being sunday one of brum's peculiarities was on approaching a town to look out for a church steeple with a cross which denoted a catholic church and therefore a catholic community making his way in the direction of that cross he would begin operations in its surrounding streets and said he if i fail in that portion of the town i shall certainly not succeed elsewhere i shall never forget the happy summer months i spent with brum at the seaside some of the rich merchants there could not spare more than a month or six weeks from business but thanks be to providence the whole summer was at our disposal if we grew tired of one town or as more often the case the town grew tired of us we would saunter leisurely to the next one and again pitch our camp so on from place to place during the summer months we moved freely among the visitors who apparently held us in great respect for they did not address us familiarly but contented themselves with staring at a distance we lay across their runs on the sands and their paths in the woods we monopolized their nooks in the rocks and took possession of caves and not a murmur heard except from the sea which of a certainty could not be laid to our account no doubt detectives were in these places but they were on the lookout for pickpockets burglars and swindlers and seeing that neither the visitors nor the boarding-house keepers made any complaint these detectives did not think it worth while to arrest tramps for there was no promotion to be had by doing so ah i said to brum as we sat in a shady place eating a large custard pudding from a boarding-house using for the purpose two self-made spoons of wood 
ah we would not be so pleasantly occupied as tramps in england we would there receive tickets for soup soup that could be taken without spoons no pleasant picking of the teeth after eating no sign of a pea onion or carrot no sign of anything except flies two-thirds of a large custard pudding between two of us and if there was one fault to be found with it it was its being made with too many eggs even brum was surprised at his success on this occasion although as he said she being a fat lady i expected something unusual brum had a great admiration for a fat woman not so much i believe as his particular type of beauty but for the good-natured qualities he claimed corpulence denoted how can you expect those skinny creatures to sympathize with another when they half starve their own bodies he asked he often descanted on the excellencies of the fat to the detriment of the thin and i never yet heard another beggar disagree with him after seeing brum wash the dish and wipe it with his pocket-handkerchief with a care that almost amounted to reverence and trusting in my own mind that the good lady would have the thought and precaution to wash it again i settled to a short nap till brum's return for there was no knowing how long he might be away he might take a notion to beg a shirt a pair of trousers or shoes or anything else that came to his mind now when brum left he had on a dark shirt but i was so accustomed to seeing him change his appearance with a fresh coat or a different shaped hat that i was not at all surprised on waking to see him sitting before me in a clean white shirt with a starched front i said nothing about this change and he was too good a beggar to give unsolicited information which would look too much like boasting of his own exploits that he had met another of his favourite fat ladies or perhaps the same one had added to her kindness there was not the least doubt brum's first words rather startled me for he continued the conversation from the place i left off previous to my sleep when i was in england he began i did not experience such hardship as is commonly supposed to exist beggars there as here choose the wrong places and not one in three knows which are the best surely i said a good clean street of houses with respectable fronts of moderate size and kept by the better class mechanics are the best and so they would be he answered if every beggar did not think so but let me tell you for your benefit if ever stranded in england the best places for beggars to operate how i learned the truth of his wise teaching in after days every fine-looking street you chance upon pass it but every little court or blind alley you come across take possession without delay especially if its entrance is under an arch which hides the approach to the houses making them invisible from the street such little out-of-the-way places are not only more profitable than good streets but are comparatively safe where the police are unusually severe then again you should avoid every town that has not either a mill a factory or a brewery old-fashioned towns quiet and without working people except a few gardeners coachmen domestic servants etc such places where you see a sign at the free libraries warning tramps not to enter and every plot of land has its sign beware of the dog in towns where working men are numerous and the idle rich are few such signs are not to be seen of course he continued your object in england must be money for you cannot expect to get meat cake and custard pudding in a land where even the rich live poorer with regards to diet than the labouring classes of this country i remembered these wise thoughts of brum uttered on the shores of the atlantic 
and if i did not profit much by them in my own experience in england i certainly made enough attempts to test their truth i always kept a keen eye for blind alleys and quiet courts under arches and i invariably came out of one richer than i went in and what nice quiet places they are for drinking cups of tea on a doorstep with only a neighbour or two to see you and perhaps thousands of people passing to and fro in the street at the other side of the arch there is no thoroughfare for horses and carts no short-cut for businessmen and the truth of the matter is that a number of the inhabitants themselves born and bred in the town know not of the existence of such places and others knowing them would be ashamed to confess their acquaintance with them but brum knew where to find the kindest hearts in england not in the fine streets and new villas but in the poor little whitewashed houses in courts and alleys End of chapter 4 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine